Hello, coders. Good afternoon. It is, or it will be, uh, May the 5th. <laughs> so this is another pre-recorded show because on Thursday, or no, Friday, sorry, I am traveling to see a client. It's going to take uh, a bit of time, probably between three to four hours. So I want to get an early night on Thursday. So whilst you're listening to this, I'll probably be packing my bags. Um, Today we're going to be talking about the mono experiment, an experiment that I've been playing with uh, recently, and I I'm going to discuss what is a mono repo. Then I'm going to talk about why I'm using a mono repo, and then I have some predictions on this experiment. Let's get into the changelog first. Uh, first of all, on the Monday show, uh, which was. Normally a Sunday show, but uh, because of the bank holiday Monday, I decided to do it on the Monday. Uh, on Twitch, what we did is we covered lessons six, seven, and eight of the PHP logging course. And I was going over the documentation for those lessons, and I did find a bunch of stuff that I needed to change and alter. Um, so I'm really glad that we're doing this uh, refinement phase where we're just sort of going into the weeds of it a bit and and sort of altering the documentation to tailor to the course. So I'm planning to finish this course. There's 10 lessons. So nine and 10, they're, they're the last tutorials to do. I'm planning to do those on Twitch um, in another uh, Sunday stream. Not this Sunday, because like I said, I'm traveling and I'll be traveling back on Saturday. So I would like to spend some family time on Sunday, so there won't be a stream this weekend. On Tuesday's YouTube live stream, uh, we applied some scaffolding, built some scaffolding around the next course, which is the PHP registration course. And that uh, has a bunch of PDO behind it because there is a database. So I was building the scaffolding, the PHP architecture for that, or starting to at least. And the course is becoming more complex as as uh, the weeks go on, as it was to be predicted. So we might be adding some more uh, lessons in to cover the various different aspects. I'm slowly, slowly building sort of a little framework uh, in PHP for users to to register and uh, log in and change their profile bits and pieces. But the framework all built in OOP, of course, uh, is sort of tailored around accessing and managing data in a database. So this is fun. This is the second week on it. So yeah, that's good. Um, like I said, this is another pre-recorded show and I, I'll try and get back to doing my live shows uh, next week. I say this is a pre-recorded show. I'm going to try and do this in one take. So you'll probably hear a bunch of ums and ahs as you usually do and pauses. So, but there won't be a chat, unfortunately. Okay, let's talk about the mono repo then. What is a mono repo? I guess that's the first thing to talk about. So the mono repo, it is essentially a single repo, mono being one. So it is a single repository where all of your code lives all of your code for all of your things. So uh, Google is a good example here. Google has a single code repository for all of their code. That is 
mind-boggling to think about, thinking all about the different services that Google have, that is all in one single code repository. <laughs> that is bonkers. And they have, there is a, a talk uh, that I'll put in the show notes where uh, one of the, the, the Google techies were talking about how they do this <laughs> and why and the challenges that they're facing or, or they face and overcome. Now, obviously, that is on a massive different scale to where I am with How to Code Well. And like I said, this is all How to Code Well platformy stuff. So, yes, you have a single place where your code lives for all of the things within your uh, platform that you're building. This means that all the users of the repository have access to those particular code things, right? So you could have someone on a particular team, they would also have access to other code that isn't related to their team. Unless you go, um, unless you are like Google and and uh, they probably have written their own source control system, probably knowing them. Um, but I believe that they all have access to all the things, which is pretty awesome. And also if you, and scary at the same time, if you think of the amount of Google employees, engineers that they have, if they, you know, having the ability to, to essentially alter code in all the various different places, that is why you have very strict uh, measures in place for code reviews, pipelines, and the code that you build on your local machine has to go through various different uh, auditing checks and, and review before it even touches uh, the light of day. Again, this is a very bad comparison because I'm comparing Google to how to code well, but it is it is like the most extreme case of having all of your code in a, in a single code repository. So that's it. So a mono repo is a single code repository. So why am I doing this? Well, it's an experiment, as I mentioned. This has never been done before. I've never, ever used a mono repo before. So there is that little thing that is, you know, try, a, a, an itch that I want to scratch. But also as How to Code Well, the platform evolves, I see a mono repo or I see some of the potential benefits of using a mono repo. So when I say the how to code well platform, what on earth does that mean? This is where I'm going to start giving you some spoilers as to what might be happening in the future. But what we have right now is how to code well.net. That is the site with all the courses on. We, as you full well know, I am developing a new site to replace the current one. And that will have a the ability for users to create an account, purchase uh, paid courses or access free courses that I've got and watch those courses on that platform. That is essentially what howtocodewell.net is. We also have a podcast site. So that's at howtocodewell.fm. Now that ha that is a site for the podcast. So there is a page per episode. So if you go to howtocodewell.fm forward slash, and then the number of which is the show. So in this case, it will be howtocodewell.fm forward slash 155 for episode 155. You'll just get the, the page for that particular episode with all the links, 
with all the show uh, notes and also the ability to play the episode. And also that that site has the links to the RSS uh, feed as well as the other distribution methods of the podcast. So there's that too. We also have, or we also, yes, we also have the Discord bot. So this is a Docker container. It's running Node um, and it is the Discord bot. It's how you interact on our Discord uh, with the bot. <laughs> and it's also what I'm using to also interact with, say, pull requests and other things that um, are automated that come in through webhooks into our Discord server. The next thing that we have, or we will eventually have, I hope, and this is something I've never mentioned before, is a forum. Now, I don't want to get too much into the weeds here, but essentially what I'm hoping for, the goal is to have the, a forum where a user will be able to log in to the How to Code Well platform and have access to a, a forum um, panel or board, I guess you would call it, that relates to the course that they have enrolled in, right? which means that they can ask questions to other people who have also accessed that course, right? So if they get stuck or if they're on a different platform, like if it's a course and I've just done it on say a Linux box and they're doing it on a Windows machine, they might have questions or whatnot. I may, may also put announcements as well for uh, upgrades to courses and stuff to let people know. And I would do that via the forum. Now, there is, I don't want to get, like I said, I don't want to get too much into the weeds here as to why I'm doing this. A, a lot of you might be thinking, well, don't you have Discord? Don't you just, shouldn't you just use that? Discord is a chat uh, application. A forum is more about static discussion. I said static is probably not the right word, but it's something where um, people can go back in through the history and actually look for solutions of the problems that they've got. So also it's going to be indexed as well, which Discord isn't. Discord is kind of like a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a behind a wall chat area, I guess. Whereas this one is going to be specifically for each course. There'll be a forum board where people can add discussions and stuff and ask questions specifically for the course. And of course, of course, there'll be multiple courses that I've got so that people will be enrolling in different courses and have access to different boards. So there's quite a lot involved with just the forum, but there is a challenge here with the forum is the fact that when someone logs into How to Code Well, they would also need to log in to the forum. And this is stuff that I haven't really sort of uh, thought about or even done any R&D on, but there is a challenge that I'm going to have to address at some point. So there is also coming up um, a job server that I want because in all of these things, so the podcast, the howtocodewell.net, they all have console scripts, scripts that I can SSH onto or you know areas that I can SSH onto and run certain commands. 
What I would like to have is is that to be centralized. So I log into a job server that has access to the various different things. And I don't have to jump in and out of various different boxes just to do specific things on those specific projects. I can just go into one place. So ideally, I would like to have a job server. Also, because of going back to the forum again, I wouldn't, I would love to have this on howtocodewell.net forward slash forum rather than a separate website. So to do that, I would need to have a gateway because you would need to access howtocodewell.net forward slash forum and that will have to um, proxy back down to the forum con Docker container. It's going to be a separate container to the actual howtocodewell.net container. So there's going to need to be a proxy, much like how we used to have with microservices. We had a, a proxy, a, 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 a gateway, an API gateway, if you will, that proxied back to the various different microservices based on the way in which you created your request. It would know which microservice you're trying to access. Also in the future, I would like to have a bunch of serverless functions uh, where we're like handling project file uploads, where we're dealing with images and assets and other things. So there's a lot of stuff that I haven't even started thinking about or building, but there's stuff that I would like to do. And of course, as I mentioned with the the, the forum and the, the howtocodewell.net, there's going to have to be some form of single sign-on, something where you sign into your House Cowell accounts. And then there is the knowledge there that you've got these courses, you've enrolled in these courses, and therefore you have access to these forum uh, discussions. And also it can find the, the various different uh, forum posts that you've created and replied to, and other people have replied to you and stuff. So there's going to be some form of single login bit, which deals with all of that, again, would behind, be behind the gateway. So there's, so it might seem like the How to Code Well platform is very small at the minute, but what I would like to, to have is the breathing space to make it m more than it is <laughs> and to allow me to have a single place to deal with all of these challenges. So that we haven't talked about like the way in which how to code well look and ha has a look and feel. And I would like to follow that through, through to the forum, the podcast and how to code well.net. So having like a, a theme that is, can be ported across those different areas. That would be awesome. Um, there also needs to be like similar architecture in terms of infrastructure. So like infrastructure as code. So having the ability to uh, write very sort of generic infrastructure in code that can be shared across the various different areas of the How to Code World platform would be nice. So this is why I'm doing it. I guess what I've done is I've kind of moved into some of the, the positives of having uh, How to Code World uh, having a mono uh, repo with howtocodewell.net. Also, I haven't discussed the content management system. Will hopefully eventually be in its own container outside of all the 
the how to code well.net on a probably a different site on maybe a different subdomain which only i have access to which means that i am making this i'm i'm moving things apart but keeping things together if that makes sense and we also have to talk about the databases where all the data all the databases so the forum has a database how to code well.net has a database the um the podcast has a database so there's lots of various different things, right? Does the pod? Yes, yes, it does. Um, it reads, yeah. So there's lots of things. <laughs> there's lots of things. Uh, there's lots of things to deal with and lots of interesting challenges coming up. So this, the streams, the, the Twitch streams in the future will be quite interesting, interesting things to play with. So if I wasn't using a mono repo, we would have separate different repositories for each one of those things. And there would be, in my opinion, a lot of duplication. And where there won't be a lot of duplication, there'll be a lot of smaller little repositories that are shared across multiple, multiple different repositories. And that can get quite challenging with, say, version constraints and stuff, where, say, the front end requires this package, which is also required by the back end, you know, it gets all very messy, very messy, very, very quickly can get very messy, especially when I come to doing an upgrade. I would have to be very careful with how I upgrade the packages that are shared in separate repositories across the how to cope well um, landscape. So predictions, let's talk about predictions. So in my opinion, well, so I've never done this before. I've never created a monorepo before. Most of the things, well, all the things I've done from a professional sense when I go and see clients as a, as a contractor, they all have their single project in a single repository. And in some cases, if they're like a, an agency where they've built many sites, like many e-com sites, they could all be running various different frameworks, but they could also have they could also cleverly have created pack packages that are generic in-house that are shared across those projects, um, which is really good, right? So, but it, but they still have singular um, repositories for those singular projects, right? So I've never used a monorepo before and I've never created one myself. So I don't know how this is going to go. This is, as I said, an experiment. We all know how experiments have gone before with How to Code Well. I had created the How to Code Well site um, before in a, in, a, in a microservice architecture. That went horribly wrong. That was that basically ended up me omitting defeat. I overcomplicated it completely and decided to bring it down in a monolith. So before it was all separate, singular symphony microservices with their own databases and stuff. Now I've brought the front end and the back end together and I've merged a load of microservices together and that and out and out of those Phoenix flames turned into what we have at the minute, which is a single symphony site where we have the CMS and the front end all in one place, single database, everything's uh, together, all of the various different 
microservices are all pushed together. So we had like services for images, like image uploads. Basically, I was trying to break all sorts of, uh, define various, all sorts of different boundaries. And it just got very complicated, very messy. And so I decided to bring it all together. Whether we do this with uh, a mono repo, whether, whether in say six months time, I go, actually, this is a bad idea and start bringing, putting everything back into their own separate repositories. I don't know, but I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. So my predictions are that development of certain things will actually get easier. So I mentioned earlier about the theming, right? The theming. So what I would like to have is a single theme for the podcast, the forum, the .NET site, which can be shared and can be compiled you know, once and then pushed up once. It's not a case of having to go into one thing, uh, you know, one uh, site and change the color of a button, then go into another site and then change the color of that button to be the same as the button that I just changed in the previous site. You know, it's all done in one place. That also covers uh, things like JavaScript. So I wouldn't mind having a central JavaScript place you know where certain JavaScript things are shared across uh, across the the landscape, um, and also having sharing things like uh, the auditing tools, the build tools, so things like PHP Stan, configuring it to all run from a you know a, a single um, configuration file. Same with uh, PHP Unit. Same with a PHP mess detection, uh, linting, code sniffing, all of that. If I was to, to keep to to have a single set of configuration for all the things, then it would be easier to develop all the things. I'm not having to just jump from one thing to the other thing. Also, when upgrading like base images of PHP, for instance, like Docker images that have various different PHP stuff, you know, having a, a bringing the base image to a standard where it's a base image for all the things that would be very, very helpful. So I think development will be easier. I'm I already I'm certainly seeing things like Docker Compose being easier because all the things are in one place. I don't have a Docker Compose file specifically for the podcast and specifically for the .NET site and specifically for the forum and then having to bring them all together, you know, they're all in one spot. So the way I've done it at the minute, and like I said, this is all up for change. What I've done is I've essentially created a series of folders and those folders within the repository hold the various different areas of the platform. So a folder for a forum, a folder for the web server, for website, howtocowell.net, the podcast, uh, the Discord bot, they, they have sort of top level folders. And then, you know, at the root level, we then have a various different Discord, uh, Dis, uh, Docker compose files um, that either run all the things together or run the, the, the separate things in isolation. Because in some cases, I want to run certain things in isolation, whereas in some other cases, I want to bring them all together. Um, so... I mentioned about Docker files, um, the base images and stuff that they can be brought, you know, really sort of condensed down and made in a sort of a generic way where I'm sharing a lot of, a lot of this, the, the needed, the required, uh, bits and pieces across 
the areas of howtocopewell.net. Um, so, for example, last night, like last night, um, I created a Docker file um, for the forum, and I just included the base Docker file of the website, and within literally 15 minutes of me tinkering about with Docker Compose and the Docker files and stuff, the forum worked. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Um, and because I'm doing it all in one place, it's just it just makes it just makes sense. It, it makes things much easier. So that was good. That was good. Um, this does bring me on to some other things that aren't so good. Oh, before we get on to the the, the cons, I also think that stuff like infrastructure files, so Terraform, Ansible, they can also be uh, shared. Uh, so for example, Terraform has modules that I've created, so certain modules that I've built, and Terraform and, and Ansible have roles that I've created. A lot of those are actually duplicated in the current set landscape. So on the podcast server, there is like the same, I'm, I'm on the podcast repository, the single podcast repository, it's running the same Ansible roles, or some of them at least, that the howtocopewell.net site is running. So, and I've literally just copied one-to-one. -one. That's going to get awkward when I want to update one and change and not change the other. It's going to get, it's going to diverge. So what I'm already seeing is that by bringing in Ansible into a sort of a single place and having like single roles that are shared across the the, the landscape of these things, that's that's going to be much, much better. So I think overall development might be easier to begin with. <laughs> to begin with, it might all fall through later on when I start getting into the weeds of stuff. On the flip side, I think deployment is going to get harder. <laughs> and the reason being is that there is a temptation to couple things together when things shouldn't be coupled together. Um, and also just by by having everything together, it's going to be more awkward to pick out the things that you want to actually deploy and not deploy the things that you don't want to deploy. But also things like um, uh, sharing stuff across all the bits and pieces. If you If I'm just tweaking a little thing here and I don't need it over there, then how on earth do I deploy the only only the things that I need to deploy? So like only the files that need that are required for the podcast and not all the files that are required for the howtocodewell.net site. When I'm not deploying the howtocodewell.net site, I'm deploying the podcast. How do I work out what is the thing that I'm actually trying to deploy? So I think I think there's going to be a little bit of muddy ground that I have to walk through around the deployments and also in terms of the build pipelines as well. That's going to get a bit muddy too because what do I do? Just build everything and, you know, just suck up the fact that it's going to take ages for everything to build just to test this one little thing. So, like, why do I need to build the podcast when I want to test something on howtocodewell.net? You know, that, that there's no need. So I'm going to need to create some form of intelligence within the build pipeline to know what has changed, what hasn't changed, what needs to be tested what doesn't need to be tested, and also the de dependencies, the dependency trees as well. 
if I am if 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 I don't think about this before I do this, I can see all of these dependencies just being sort of you know stuck together uh, and being really really super complicated. I, I was thinking the other day maybe I should um, keep the vendor directories within their own projects within their own sort of folders, and then maybe having an, a, a set of private parent uh, vendor directories that are shared i don't know i don't know i don't know how it's going to work <laughs> i don't know how it's going to work but one part of me wants to have a single place where all of the all of the dependencies live and another part of me thinks that it's that's just going to be disastrous and that we need to have duplicated vendor directories um floating around all the place all over the place for those specific things i don't know it's going to get it's going to get quite confusing i think but that's the fun of it you you know this isn't i don't think that everything's going to be positive with the mono repo i think there will be times where i'll be pulling my hair out well whatever's left of my hair and go i should have created this uh, as singular i should have kept a singular uh, repositories I don't know. Right now, I think the positives outweigh the negatives. Uh, but right now, I'm only in the development stage and haven't actually done any. Well, I've done a build, but I haven't done any kind of deployment stage. So that'll be an interesting thing to go. Another prediction is that I think it's going to be almost impossible, if not impossible, to open source parts of the How to Code World platform, which is something that I, which is a bit of a shame, unless unless I started to use Git modules. So this kind of breaks the whole mono repo type thing where it becomes more of a hybrid. And I need, to, I need to play around with this a little bit. So what I'm saying is that at the root level of the, of the mono repo, we would have a Git submodules file, which would list um, open sourced house code well packages that I can pull in. So this becomes more of a hybrid, and I, and I and I predict that this, if this was to happen, like if the mono repo was was a success, I predict that it would it would slide into a hybrid. So you have all of the private how to code well code in one place, and then you would have a selection of open source how to code well packages that are pulled in. That might work. I don't know. We need to play around with that and, 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 and see. But again, like I said before, it can get messy when you've got like ver various different projects within your repository and they all require the same package, but at various different versions. That can get a little bit uh, muddy, a bit dirty, a, a little bit confusing. So I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Okay, so a quick reminder then that... The next stream won't be on Sunday because um, I'm traveling. So it will be on the the next Sunday after, after that. I'll put in the dates and stuff. I have no idea what date is. It's, 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 in, a, it's in a week's time. <laughs> but yeah, if you've had any experience with using mono repos, then please let me know. I'll be very interested to know if you think that what I'm doing is insane and I shouldn't, I shouldn't even consider this anymore. I should just stick to single packages or single projects, single repositories. 
Um, if you think that if this is interesting, if you've got any questions, then also let me know. Let me know on the howtocodewell.fm contact page. That's howtocodewell.fm forward slash contact. And um, let me know. That'll be very, very cool. I will get this out um, for the normal Thursday. So Thursday the 5th. And uh, yes, apologies for not being live once more, but hopefully next week that will all change. Happy coding, everyone. Cheers. Bye.